It's 9 a.m. on the most beautiful October morning on the Idaho prairie, a little town called Bliss. And I am in the middle of nowhere. I'm on a hitchhiking pilgrimage from New Mexico to Portland. I have my then girlfriend, Heather, waiting for me. And really, I think I was looking for home. Though then, I, I don't think I could have articulated exactly what home was at that time. I, I, I wanted it. I'd been traveling for a long time, and, and my spirit wanted to sit. But the locals would have none of it. Uh, Bliss is actually a one-horse town uh, where the locals all scowl at the local hitchhikers. And based on their facial expressions, um, as they passed my thumb at the highway entrance ramp, I was never going to escape from Bliss. <laughs> Hours go by. Eventually, a Buick SUV pulls out. And all I see at first as the window's coming down is the little furry face of a Scottish terrier panting, his tongue out. <laughs> and, and I learned his name was Buster. His companion in the driver's seat, thank God, um, he, he, it was a man who to me seemed older than Socrates. And he said, where are you going? Well, I'm going to Portland. Oh, well, I'm going to Depot Bay and I pretended to know where Depot Bay was. <laughs> and, and I said, that, that's great, can I have a ride? Well, yeah, if, if we get along. <laughs> People don't usually say that when you're hitchhiking. Uh, this man's name was Gary. And Bliss, Idaho to Portland, Oregon, where we ended up, is 10 and a half hours or so. And over that 10 and a half hours, he and Buster and I connected in a way that I, I haven't often with, with men in my life. Um, he was making his own pilgrimage. He was, um, he was living in Lander, Wyoming, where he had a very successful business, big family, a grandson that he loved. And, and he had divorced his wife recently on amicable terms. And he was making his own trip back to his childhood, back to Depot Bay. He was, he was a, a hippie in the 60s, and they used to hitchhike down to San Francisco for Janis Joplin concerts. And so instantly I was like, oh my god, you understand, like you got it. And, and he did, I, I really felt like he got it. He understood you know, what I was about and what I was looking for. We, we talked about Burning Man and, and all these like, transformative travel experiences. And, and at one point, I asked him, and he had been married for 40-something for years, I said, Gary, were you ever unfaithful to your wife? And he looks at me, we're leaving a, a rest stop. And he's like, well, no. And I'm like, why not? And he's like, well, because she trusted me to follow our agreements, to follow our vows. And I said, well, why would she do that? Gary <laughs> yeah, was a handsome dude. I was like... And, and his, his answer came quick. It was, there was no hesitation. And he said, 
Well, because I trusted myself. And of course, I was like, how in the hell do you do that? <laughs> and and on, on it went. We, we landed in Portland that night. He dropped me off. Um, basically, I, I took my backpack out, set it on the lawn, and he said he was going to stay in Portland to call, that he was going to call the next morning. And, and I, I have taken hundreds, at least, maybe even a thousand or more hitchhiking rides. And Gary is the only person who has ever called me back the next day. It just doesn't happen. The hitchhiking, you know, the, the entire friendship, the entire relationship takes place in that 20 minutes, that two hours, that 10 and a half hours, and that's it. You go your separate ways. And he drove off, and I sat on that lawn at 10 o'clock at night, and I bawled my eyes out. I'm in Portland, what the fuck is home? Like, I, I have no idea what to do with myself. Got my, got my, got my shit together. And <laughs> Gary actually called the next day. To my, to my great surprise. He met Heather. And he took us out to Jake's Seafood and Grill downtown. <laughs> which, if you don't know, is a, is a very expensive, extravagant meal, or restaurant. And, and Heather and I are both looking at the menu <laughs> <laughs> like, um, well, you know, like the appetizer? Like, <laughs> and Gary's like, this is on me. We may only have one chance at this. So take advantage. And that was the biggest bill I've ever seen. Over the next few weeks, Gary called us from Depot Bay. Um, he, he had these, these pot gummy bears that he had with him. <laughs> and he would call us right about sunset time. And he would say, Sean, the sky is so beautiful. I said, I know, Gary. I know. I'm a fisherman, I know. <laughs> Over the next few months, we, we talked two or three times a week. We, he sent me these little one-line wisdom emails, like, it's going to be okay. Like, trust yourself. And, and we kept up this contact. He bought a VW van. He was going to like outfit it with RV stuff, and he was going to do the West Coast thing again. He's 70-something years old. That's totally awesome. I was going to be his ally. And, and this man really helped me ground in Portland. You know, it's okay to have your own place. It's okay to pay rent, you know, for a whole month. <laughs> and again and again, trust yourself. Trust the, trust the universe. Trust the process. And what's all this trust stuff? Um, after a few months, Gary disappeared. The phone calls stopped, the messages stopped, the emails, no more. I wanted to hear about his VW van and there was nothing there. My trust in the reliability of men in particular in my life can be encapsulated in the four hours on Saturday afternoons when my when my dad would come by the boys' residential home 
or the foster home or the psychiatric hospital that I was in at that time. And he would take me away and we'd go to the batting cages or IHOP and we'd have four different syrups, <laughs> options, or putt-putt golf course. And at 6 p.m. precisely on the dot, he would drop me back off at whatever therapeutic institution that I was a resident in at that time, and he would leave. I was lucky if he came back the next Saturday. I thought I was lucky. Some time went by and, and Heather and I, we went fishing in Alaska as we do every summer. And I had asked her to marry me. And she said yes, which I was pretty <laughs> stoked about. And I called Gary and I was like, hey man, I asked Heather to marry me, like, you gotta come to the wedding. And you know, I hadn't heard from him in months at this point. And, and, and part of me knew viscerally that he wasn't going to be there. But I still hoped that little eight-year-old in me was like, he's going to show up, he's going to show up. We got married on October 6th last year. Um, we took off for a honeymoon trip through South Asia, just not a honeymoon spot. <laughs> um, and we got back and, and we're pre preparing to go to Alaska. We're going in a few weeks and, and I'm like, what the fuck happened to Gary? Like, and all the while practicing this, you know, this new found Buddhist mentality, let it go, let it go, everything for good, everything is okay, stop analyzing so much, stop thinking so much. And, and really, and part of me just wants to go on a trip, but really I wanna, I wanna find him. So in a few days from now, I'm, I'm gonna hitchhike to Lander, Wyoming, and I'm gonna go find him. His family must be there, somebody, you know, he lived there for 50 years or something, he must, you know, something. And in this day and age, I realize how illogical this might be. Like I could Google him, I could call him, I could email him. Um, but I don't, I, I don't really trust him in that way now. So, and I don't know what I'm going to find. I, I mean, he was an old guy, you know, may have passed on. I don't know. And I'm not sure what, what imprint I may have made on him. But, um, I don't know if you guys can see this, but I got a tattoo right here that says trust. And it's kind of a difficult thing to have. Because every time I look at my arm, you know, I have to trust, you know. And sometimes when I trust something and it goes wrong, I'm like, my arm told me to. <laughs> <laughs> my intention really is, is to, to, to show up, to go there for him. Maybe he needs me, maybe he doesn't. But really, I think it's to embody this sense of accountability in men that I want, wanted, want, seek, actively. Um, I want to know that I'm capable of it before I can expect others to. I'm gonna go through bliss on the way there. 